Uh, good evening and welcome in to Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Have you for the next hour. We're going to 9 o'clock tonight and we are talking all things Brewers baseball. If you want to join the program, you can do so. You can call, you can text into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. You can also tweet into the program if you would like at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T. P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Got you to 9 o'clock. Lane Grindle is going to join us in less than 10 minutes, our weekly conversation with Lane. That's coming up in just a bit. We bother him on his off day. The Brewers get every Thursday off from here on out. Lane doesn't get every Thursday from here on out. Nope. We are bothering him. Maybe bother is too strong of a word. We are requesting his time on a Thursday off day. So that's going to come up here in just a little while. The news of the day, good and, well, I'll say bad and maybe promising. And I, I hate saying it that way because <laughs> I'm not rooting for guys to get injured, not rooting for guys to get hurt. Cubs win today over the Nationals. It went to extra innings. The Nationals could not help out the Brewers and get a win to make it a half-game uh, lead for the Cubs in the division. That being said, I've been saying this, even a Cubs win today, it, they still had to fly to Washington. They still have to fly back. This can still pay some dividends in terms of the Cubs uh, losing some some games moving forward. This The success of this, game, this day being a lost off day for uh, the Cubs was not completely dependent upon them losing this game to the Nationals. The other side of it is uh, they're going to be a, a tuckered out bunch. Now, much like they did last year against the Brewers, they moved a Friday afternoon game to a Friday night game. They got the city to go along with that, so they are playing a night game tomorrow. But nonetheless, that's still a, a fair amount of travel that they had to go through. And uh, they played an extra inning today. They went through the bullpen, and there's the news of the day. Pedro Strope got injured, and he's expected to miss at least two weeks. So basically, the Cubs are going to finish out the season, and they don't know who their closer is. That's... If you want to see the Cubs lose baseball games, that's not a bad thing. You don't wish injury upon Pedro Strope, but the fact that he is injured, you'll take the benefit of them uh, getting a little thinner in what has not already been not an especially good bullpen, and now they don't have a guy on the back end. Um, so the Brewers took the series from the Cubs taking two out of three, got within a game yesterday. It's a game-and-a-half deficit now after the Nationals win earlier today. Are the Brewers better than the Cubs? When you look at rosters, are they better than the Cubs? I'm going to talk about that later on. And I don't even know if I have an answer. Like As a talk show host, it's my job to bring something up and generally have a strong opinion and have an answer. I don't know if I have an answer on this. I will say this. Two weeks ago, I would have said, eh, I think that Cubs roster is a little bit better. Not that the Brewers aren't a good team, but I would have probably taken the Cubs roster. I'm I'm starting to back off that a little bit. And I'm not trying to get caught up in everything that's going on. It's it's fun. It's, it's great to see what the team is doing right now. But I, I think, especially from a depth perspective, the Brewers are a deeper team than the Cubs. Are they a better team? We'll get into that coming up a little bit later on in the program. Any chance the Brewers have gotten into the heads of the Cubs? You hear some of the quotes that were coming out of the Chicago clubhouse after last night's loss? 
Sure seems that way. We'll pass along some of those coming up later on in the program. Brewers make a small change in the starting rotation as they flipped Yolis Chassin and Wade Miley. They utilized today's off day, and Chassin is going to pitch in front of Miley now. And when you start to do the math and start to project out to what that could potentially mean, they might be setting things up for a potential wild card game because it would now set up Yolis Chassin to pitch in the wild card game or even a game 163. And speaking of game 163, there seems to be a lot of confusion out there about tiebreakers, season series, what does that get you? When do you play game 163? When do you not play a game 163? We'll go through all that later on in the program as well. Again, if you want to join us, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Hold tight, though, on the calls, because when we come back, we are going to be joined by Brewers radio broadcaster Lane Grindle and get his take on uh, how the team is playing. Uh, we'll do that next. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. The dulcet tones of Lane Grindle yesterday on the broadcast as the Brewers take two of three from the Cubs. Welcome back in to Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. We'll get some more, uh, let's see, what would be, if it's dulcet tones, dulcidity? We'll get some more dulcidity here as we welcome in Lane Grendel, our Hunt for Brew, Octo- uh, Brew October, sponsored by West Bend, the silver lining. I'm trying to speak English and having issues with it, so we bring in Lane Grendel. Hi, Lane. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to be a man of words, but you've lost me on that one. I I, I am no help to you on where we need to go with that. Dulcet, dulcidity, I don't know. I'm just I'm just mm-hmm. talking here. It's a it's a <laughs> Thursday off day. I don't know what's going on, right? There you go. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> How are you, man? I'm good. Thanks for taking some time on a on a Thursday off day. The team gets every Thursday in September off, but we still uh, ask you of your time. So that is a uh, very gracious of you to uh, provide us some a few minutes. Uh just what was the last 3 days like? I mean, that's a that's a really nice series for this team, and it's pretty cool to see where this team is at right now with just a couple weeks left in the season. You know, I think it's just it seems to be such a focused group right now, and that's what is really striking to me. And and, and that's not just this past series. Yeah, uh, this series at Wrigley was huge. It was a really big series that went a long way in kind of making a statement that the Brewers are going to be in this race. And we're not talking about the wild card. We're talking about the divisional race until the final days. And hopefully the Brewers can pull this thing out and win the NL Central. But they've really been making this statement since the calendar flipped to September and even a little bit prior to that. Um, the road trip through Cincinnati and then to Washington and then coming back home and winning the, the two series at home and, and now winning this series as well. I, I just think this team right now is on a mission and it's a mission that they understand what the objective is, but they're still loose and relaxed at the same time, and that's a hard dynamic to capture, and the Brewers have done a great job of capturing it. Games in September are going to be close, just just the way it is. You've seen a team so many times. They're they're close, so that that lends itself to individuals really leading a team to victory, and we, we saw it with a, a Curtis Granderson. We saw it with a Jonathan Scope. We were seeing it with these guys that have been brought in. That just lends even more credibility to these Stearns, uh, these moves that David Stearns has made. Well, what the, the Brewers have done have is they've stacked this roster, and especially with an eye on September, knowing that uh, their depth, they already had a lot of it, 
and then they added a little bit more to it, can be a huge advantage in the month of September. And I think they understood that. And so what they have now are multiple guys. And I'm not just talking about one or two. I'm talking about eight, nine, or ten guys that can put the team on their back on a given night and carry them to a victory. And it's really, I mean, you just don't see a lot of lineups that can do that. You see a lot of great lineups, but you don't see a lot of teams that have that kind of potential each night that they go out there. And I know they got shut out in one of those games in the series, but that's, in, in large part, a tip of the cap to Jose Quintana. He has executed very well against the Brewers this year. But you have Curtis Granderson who does it last night. We know Mike Moustakis can do it. We certainly know Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich can do it. We've seen Travis Shaw do it. We saw Jesus Aguilar do it for a couple of months in essentially May and June, and he's still a dangerous hitter. Ryan Braun has heated up. He's been the best hitter against left-handed pitching since the All-Star break in baseball, essentially. So they did, uh, Jonathan Scope with the Grand Slam the other day. They just have so many guys right now. And from both sides of the plate, which I think is important too, Matt, they have a right-handed lineup that is very potent and a left-handed lineup that is very potent. And I just think it makes them very, very difficult to navigate through if you're the opposing pitching staff, not just the starting pitcher. And it's made the Brewers really, really talented, really deep, and really dangerous. But the biggest thing still has been what they've done on the mound. They had a tough month of August on the mound. And here in September, that's all been fixed again. The starters are starting to pitch well. Craig Council is asking maybe a little bit less of those starters right now because of where we're at. It's 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 kind of postseason baseball before it's actually postseason baseball. And with a couple of extra arms in that bullpen now, and with Corey Knable right and Corbin Burns being right again, he can really dial up a lot of different combinations to piece a game together each night, and it's really paying off for the Brewers right now. How about that 180? Because we're talking three weeks ago, you felt good about Josh Hader, you felt good about Jeremy Jeffers coming out of the bullpen, but quite honestly, just about everybody else three weeks a month ago, it was a question mark when that bullpen door swung open. Now you get those guys, but you have Corey Knable and you have Xavier Cedeno and Joaquin Soria and Corbin Burns. I mean, there are so many guys right now that you would consider high leverage relievers. How much of an impact has that made? I think it's gigantic, and it's only going to get bigger as you get into the postseason. I, look, here's, here's one thing that you never hear or you rarely hear on the flip side uh, in terms of when people want to be critical of a manager. You always hear people talking about a manager maybe being too loyal to somebody and, and, and hey, but he doesn't deserve to get high leverage innings anymore. He hasn't pitched well. And, and you could have said that about Corey Knable in August. And it would have been easy for the Brewers to go, look, this has been a tough year for Corey. He hasn't been able to find it and kind of give up on him. You know, here we are. It's September. We've got extra arms up because of the expanded rosters. We don't have to stay with Corey Knable and find a way to get him right. But they understood that if they can get Corey Knable right, how much different that can change things. So they sent him down. They worked with him. They did a lot of different work, video work and all sorts of stuff with Corey Knable to try to get him fixed. And they slowly introduced him back into things, and he responded pretty well to it. Then they put him in some what we might call medium leverage situations, and he responded pretty well to it. And now he's all the way back, Matt. And and to have him all the way back, uh, that's a tip of the cap, I think, to Craig Council and his coaching staff for sticking with Corey Knable, continuing to work with him, and finding a way to get him right because he looks like the 2017 version of him now. And then again, as you add in, uh, Joaquin Sori, who's had his struggles but pitched well last night, 
And now an Xavier Cedeno, who's a lefty that can be a situational guy, but we saw him get Chris Bryant out uh, in this series as well. It's just a really deep bullpen again with a lot of different combinations. And again, it just gives Craig Council so many different ways to piece together the back end of baseball games. Two quotes that caught my eye coming out of the Cubs clubhouse last night. Kyle Hendricks talking about the Brewers said, they're definitely coming for us. We can feel it. Javi Baez on the Brewers. Hopefully we don't have to face them in the playoffs. Lane, what do you take away from those two quotes? Well, the, the Hendricks one didn't surprise me so much because I think anybody being honest understands that the Brewers are coming for the Cubs, that they've had the Cubs in their sights, and they have competed at a really high level over the last two weeks head-to-head with the Cubs. They also went out and swept the Giants. They didn't have that letdown after that Cubs series and before the next Cubs series. That would have been easy, you know, with the Giants coming to town and the Brewers swept them. And I think that was as big of a statement as anything, that the Brewers mean business right now. So that didn't surprise me so much because I think that's just an honest answer. And anybody in that clubhouse, I think, would say, yeah, the Brewers, they they haven't backed down for a second, and this is going to be a battle till the end. The Baez quote uh, was – that really really surprised me because it it almost was, in essence, him saying, these games exhaust me because the Brewers never stop coming at you. And um, I thought that was a little bit of a a hint maybe of a guy – maybe being a little bit tired in the stretch that they're in, but also just saying, look, this is a really good team, and I'm tired of playing them right now because they 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 make it so difficult every night. And I thought it was an ultimate compliment, whether he meant it that way or not, it was an ultimate compliment to what the Brewers have been doing over the course of this month. All right, last thing for you. I'm really not trying to get you angry at me. Uh, you can, you know who my college football team is. You can take a shot at me here, but you're a Nebraska guy, Lane. Yeah. And th- they lost to Colorado. What what happens in the like? Are any lights turned on? Is a funeral dirge just playing throughout? Like all the smart speakers on the phone. What happens in the Grindle household when Nebraska loses a football game like that? Oh, we were disappointed. I mean, look here. We wanted to see them succeed, and, and we and we want to see them succeed. That's a great place. We spent ten great years there. I grew up in the area, and and certainly loved the program. But um, you know, I, I've been around Scott frost a little bit in in my lifetime and i know some guys that are on that staff and so i certainly want to see them do well and i was disappointed for them that they didn't get off on on that winning note Um, but i think most people around that program most people that follow that program watch it and say look that that they've got the right guy now in charge it maybe didn't start the way that you would have wanted it to but people believe in the direction they're going right now and to be honest with you, Matt, that's the first time in a long time that people have kind of been united in that way with that program. So I think there hasn't been as much panic over that loss as there would have been in a normal year for people because ultimately they believe in the foundation of what's being built there right now. All right, fair enough. Uh, Lane, appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of your evening. We'll see you at the ballpark tomorrow. Matt, always appreciate it. Thanks so much, buddy. You bet. There's Lane Grendel, Brewers broadcaster, joining us here on Brewers Weekly. All right, we got time for phone calls, 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. It's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, meaning you can indeed call or text. You can also tweet in if you would like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. How are you feeling about the Brewers right now? How pumped are you after that win yesterday against the Cubs? They're sitting a game and a half back of Chicago right now after the Cubs defeat the Nationals earlier today. We're talking Brewers baseball. It's Brewers Weekly. Back with more in a moment on WTMJ. 
Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. If you want to join the program, talk Brewers baseball, I'm here for you. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet in if you would like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I try. I try. I think sometimes as a fan base, the Brewers fan base is too focused on the Cubs and not focus so much inward. But it's tough. It's really tough right now not to have some focus on the Cubs when you just took two out of three, you're chasing them, and a lot of what your success, your eventual success this season is somewhat dependent on the Cubs as well. You're trying to catch the Cubs. If you don't catch the Cubs, you can still go to the wild card game, but you win that wild card game, you end up playing the Cubs. So I, I, in May and June and July, you know, when the team was one and eight against Chicago and we were getting call after call after call, oh, the Brewers can't beat the Cubs. This is why they're not going to make it to the postseason. Why can't they beat the Cubs? Yada, yada, yada. My point was always the same. It's going to even out and let's stop worrying about the Cubs so much. At the end of the day, I didn't care what the record was against the Cubs. I cared what the record was. Now, it's it's not a coincidence that they have played better against the Cubs, and they have also been able to just about catch them in the standings, a game and a half back right now. But I do feel like this team has a legit shot at getting into the postseason as a division champion. They have more than a legit shot at getting into the postseason. We now have it posted in our studio, the magic number, just to make it into the playoffs, currently sitting at 12. You should see the uh, the big thing that we have on our window here at the station with the uh, with the magic number. I, they're, they're a playoff team, barring a spectacular collapse. But I think it's a legit shot that they do catch the Cubs and do pass the Cubs. They're playing better baseball than the Cubs are playing right now. And the Cubs are reeling, and the Brewers are thriving. That is a good place to be. Matthew is in Madison. Hello, Matthew. You're on WTMJ. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, do I just repeat what I said? Or <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, right, yeah, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, so um, it was just calling about, um, <clears throat> I was commenting on the Brewers' overall record this season, and Wanting to focus in on that a little bit, uh, I was commenting that I also just got back from Boston on my way home, actually, now to, to Madison. It got to go to Fenway first time there. Um, but last night they, you know, went over their 100th game. And, you know, like you said, we do focus a lot on the Cubs, uh, you know, in their divisional rivalry. But, you know, how does their overall record look? Um, in terms of long-term postseason hopes against a you know 100 win, say Boston team or something. So I just wanted to, to hear, get some comments and thoughts about um, broadening the perspective a little bit from you know Cup focus so much as overall wins because I, I think it's quite impressive. Yeah, that yeah. the Brewers have won that. 
you know, that many games this season. You bet. I appreciate the phone call. And it's kind of a weird year in baseball where the American League has most of the teams with the really, really good record. So the Brewers right now are 84 and 63. They're 21 games over 500. They have the second best record in the National League. The Cubs are the only team with a better record. The Brewers are sitting a game and a half back. Now, when you look to the American League, you have the Red Sox sitting at 100 wins. You have the Astros at 92 wins, the Yankees at 90, and the A's are at 89. So there are four American League teams that have more wins than the top team in the National League, the Cubs, who are sitting at 85 wins. There's also some really bad teams in the American League, and that has something to do with it. The Orioles, I cannot believe this. The Orioles are 58 and a half games back in the American League East. I don't think I have ever seen a team 58 and a half games back. The Royals uh, are 50 games back of the Boston Red Sox in the overall American League composite standings. I look at, you look at the bottom of the National League, Marlins are not good, Padres are not good, Reds are not good, Giants are not good, Mets are not good. They're all better than the Orioles. They're all better than the Royals. So it is a very top-heavy deal in the American League. Now, when we start comparing the Brewers to, say, the Boston Red Sox, Brewers have 16 less wins than the Red Sox. I'm personally, I'm not too worried about the Red Sox because the only time the Brewers would face the Red Sox would be in the World Series. And if the Brewers get to the World Series this year, like it'd be really cool if they won the World Series, but it would just be pretty cool for them to get to the World Series. So I'm not, I'm not really worried about comparing them to these teams in the American League that have 90 or so wins or more. I'm more about comparing them to what's going on in the National League, and I feel like this gets lost. Not lost as much right now because people started to realize it as they took two of three from the Cubs. But leading into that, all people knew were that the Brewers were in the second place in the division, and I don't think people, I don't think everybody, if you're listening to this show, pretty good chance that you were educated and you knew what was going on. But there was a percentage of the fan base that was just focused on being in second place behind the Cubs and not focused on the fact that the Brewers had the second best record in the National League. The Brewers have the second best record in the National League. That is notable. If the Cubs were in another division and the Brewers were leading their division, there would be this feeling of they're en route to a division championship and they are a World Series, uh, a legit World Series contender. I think they are a legit World Series contender. I look at who in the National League, and I'll get to this in a second. I'll, we'll take a break and I'll get into this, but let me let me introduce this question and then I'll, I'll really try to expound upon it coming up in a moment. And we can take your phone calls at 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Who in the National League, if the Brewers are playing a five- or seven-game series against, do you really feel bad about? Do you really feel like, man, I don't know if they got much of a chance to win this series? I'm not saying you feel like they're going to win all of those series, but who do you just feel like the Brewers have little to no shot against in the postseason in the National League? I don't know if that team exists. We'll talk about it a little bit more next. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Have you till 9 o'clock. If you want to join the program, you can do so. 
414-799-1620. It's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Look, I'm not trying to put the proverbial cart in front of the proverbial horse here. Brewers have work to do. They got to continue to play well. They have to continue to win series. They, they have to do all that to get in the postseason. I'm not crowning them division champions. I'm not even crowning them wild card contenders quite yet, or wild card participants, I guess would be the, the right term there. But if we do look to the postseason, if we do look at the rest of the National League, where the Brewers currently have the second best record in the league, and right now you basically have six teams contending for five playoff spots. Cubs, Brewers, Braves, Rockies, Cardinals, Dodgers. Everybody below that line, I don't think they're getting in. I think the Dodgers and Cardinals are contending for a wild card spot. Cardinals and Brewers are contending for a division title. Rockies and Dodgers are contending for a divisional spot. So uh, really the Cubs and the Braves in, Brewers probably in, and then you got Rockies, Cardinals, Dodgers. Those are the two teams contending for three spots. But who scares you? You know, you know the team I don't want the Brewers to play? It's the team that I just listed that isn't sitting in a playoff spot right now. It's the Dodgers. That's if if I could rank the teams that I would want to see the Brewers face in the postseason, the team I would list last is the Dodgers. They've they've got the best roster in the National League. And they're not playing up to it. But that's the scary team. I'm not saying the Brewers are for sure going to beat the Cubs, for sure beat the Braves, for sure beat the Rockies, so on and so forth. But those teams don't scare me. Brewers have a great chance against those teams, and they would have a chance against the Dodgers, but the Dodgers are the team that would probably most concern me. David is in Kenosha. Hey, David, you're on WTMJ. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, so I was saying before the break, you know, like the first thought that came to my head is there's really nobody that scares me in the National League, but I think the last team that I'd want to play in playoff contention right now is probably the Cubs. It sucks to say um, but I think with the play that has been up and down versus them all year, you know, they've had a lot of close games, but at the beginning of the year they beat up on us. Now we've been beating up on them a little bit. Um, so probably Chicago. But now that you brought up the Dodgers, you know, they are a good team. Um, if they're starting pitching performance like they can, they'd be a very scary team to face. But, you know, given their track record in the playoffs, who knows what kind of Dodger team you would get there. Yeah. Uh, appreciate the phone call, David. I get the Cubs do have that playoff pedigree as well. Um. So yeah, I mean that would be a tough job. It's the playoffs. It's the baseball playoffs. Every team that gets into the baseball playoffs generally is good. Sometimes you have a team that's only so-so that gets in. I think last year the Minnesota Twins getting in in the American League, they weren't an especially good team. But it's the baseball playoffs are the the playoffs in major sports that bring in the least amount of teams. It's good teams that get in there. But the Brewers are a good team. I feel like sometimes people don't want to say that. People don't want to say it out loud. I don't know if they're worried about maybe jinxing something. You know, the the nightmares of collapses in the past are right there in front of their eyes, so they don't want to they don't want to admit it. But here's the bottom line. The Brewers are a good team. They are a talented team. They are a well-managed team. They are a well-constructed team they are a good team they're one of the best teams in the national league and they might just be the best team in the national league we'll see what happens september is good for the brewers because of the depth stuff 
playing with a 36-man roster the way uh, this, this roster was put together, and something we don't even mention, something that rarely gets mentioned. And I can't, you know what, to be honest with you, I'm trying to look this up real quick because I'm having a hard time even remembering the guys' names. The players that were replaced on the 40-man roster when the Brewers acquired Curtis Granderson and Gio Gonzalez. Uh, is it's it's insane the the guys. Uh, let's see, Aaron Brooks was designated for assignment. Jake Thompson was designated for assignment, and uh, Ariel Hernandez designated for assignment. Nate Orf was death. Those were the guys that came off the forty man roster near the end of August to make room for everybody. Aaron Brooks, Jake Thompson, Nate Orf, Ariel Hernandez. I'm not trying to take a shot at any of those guys, but. The 40-man roster, the depth that was created by those guys going away and who the Brewers brought in, it's pretty significant. It's it's very, very significant uh, that it's gone down that way. There's a pretty good chance that, you again, you've probably heard of Nate Orff because he was up with the team and he was a great story. But in all likelihood, Aaron Brooks isn't a guy that you're super familiar with. Jake Thompson, Ariel Hernandez, these guys, these aren't guys that you are super familiar with. And they were the guys that they cleared off the 40-man roster to make room for those guys that they get onto this 40-man roster that's making the September roster that is as deep as anybody's uh, current active Major League expanded roster across baseball. 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I want to touch a little bit more on the comments that were coming out of the Cubs clubhouse uh, after uh, after last night's game. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Thanks for being tuned in. Talking about, again, not trying to put the proverbial cart in front of the proverbial uh, horse, the Brewers' magic number to make the playoffs down to 12. Although that number, let's see, how are the Cardinals-Dodgers games? The Dodgers lead 9-4 in the bottom of the seventh. If the Dodgers end up winning that game, the Brewers' magic number will drop to 11 this evening. But we were talking a little bit about what teams you would be scared of in the postseason. I mentioned the Dodgers, even with them being currently a non-playoff team. They're probably the team I would least want to see the Brewers to face uh, in the postseason. Jeremy tweeting in at Matt Pauley on air. No team in the National League scares me. A one-game playoff is worrisome. Every team in the American League is a bad matchup for the crew, but I'll take a World Series trip. You know, the Major League Baseball made the decision when they went to the second wild card that they wanted to reward division winners. Give you know before when there was one wild card, there really wasn't much of a advantage to being a division winner versus being a wild card. Now Major League Baseball has it that if you win your division, you get rewarded for it. You get to play in a series. You win the wild card, you have to play one game. Baseball is not about one game. Baseball is about extended amount of time. Baseball is about series. That's how baseball is. I Sometimes I do the, uh, I, this is a odd comparison, but I'll actually compare it to the shootout in hockey. And the reason I do that is because the shootout in hockey is a skills competition. It's not the game. You're winning hockey games in the NHL 
with a skills competition. You are going away from what the game is and giving somebody or giving a team something that matters and doesn't make sense. This is kind of the same deal. Baseball is built upon a team that can win series. It's not built upon single-game situations. I know that's not an apples-to-apples comparison, but I think you can kind of see where I'm going at. Uh, I've had a lot of... A lot of people have talked about the tiebreakers. I've seen this on social media where there seems to be this assumption that, say, if the Brewers and the Cubs tie in terms of wins and losses, well, then the Brewers are going to win the division, or excuse me, the Cubs would win the division and the Brewers would be the wild card. Doesn't work that way. And the, the tiebreaker scenarios is always something that's confusing and it's always something that people end up getting, uh, re, Reacclimated to or re-educated on when we get to this time in the year. The only thing that a tiebreaker can really do in Major League Baseball is determine a home site for something. So let's go to it. Let's go to a hypothetical situation where the Brewers and the Cubs finish with the exact same record, and the Cubs took the season series this year. All that would mean is that the two teams would play a game one sixty three. And game 163 would be played at Wrigley Field because, again, the Cubs ended up taking the season series from the Brewers. It's not a situation where if the Brewers tie the Cubs, the Brewers get the division, and or the Cubs win the division, and the Brewers get sent to the wild card. does not work that way. There would be a game 163. And that could very easily happen. So basically what that would look like is this. Brewers and Cubs finish with the same record. They would play game 163. It would be technically an add-on game to the regular season. It would not be a postseason game by definition, but by by practice it would be a postseason game. They would play that at Wrigley because the Cubs won more games against the Brewers than the Brewers won against the Cubs this year. The winner of that game would be the division winner, and they would go straight to a National League Divisional Series. The loser of that game would then be a wild card, and assuming they're in the top wild card position, they would then host the wild card game uh, that next day. Now, if the two wild cards, let's say the Brewers and the Cardinals, end up with uh, the same record in the wild card position where the Cubs win the division, but the Brewers and Cardinals have the same record and they go to the wild card game, then the home site of the wild card game would be determined at that point by the season series. Uh, they would not play a game 163 against each other to see who would host the actual wild card game. So there's, I hope that makes sense. I hope I explained it well. But that's where the tiebreakers, basically, all they help with is if you do have to play a game 163 or if you're tied in the wild card, it helps determine where the home side is going to be. Nobody ever wins the division with another team going to a wild card just based off season series. 414-799-1620, that's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. It's Brewers Weekly. We'll wrap up the program next here on WTMJ. Starting to put the final touches on this edition of Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. Have a couple minutes left in the program. If you can dial fast, you might still be able to get in here. 414-799-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I love the pitching matchup tomorrow. I love the pitching matchup tomorrow because it's the guy the Brewers got versus the guy the Brewers didn't get. 
They open up a series against Pittsburgh tomorrow. Gio Gonzalez is going to make his second start for the crew, and Chris Archer is going to go for the Pirates. Call me crazy. You give me either Gio Gonzalez or Chris Archer right now for the final two-plus weeks of the season, I'm taking Gio Gonzalez. Now, the Pirates went and got Chris Archer in large part because his contract goes beyond this year. That's what added to his value. Again, Pirates way, 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 way overpaid for him. But that was part of the deal, that you get him for a few more years. That's what added to his value. That's why uh, Christian Yelich costs so much for the Brewers, because of how many years there are left on that contract. But the Brewers, I think we could say... Yeah, they got it. They still got a pretty good deal on Christian Yelich. So the Brewers this week, uh, they will take on Pittsburgh in a three-game series Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday next weekend as well against Pittsburgh. Uh, you can make the argument that that the the Pirates are the biggest bit of opposition that are in front of the Brewers between now and the end of the season. They play them six games total. That's more than any other team they play, and they have struggled against the Pirates this season. They can't struggle against the Pirates. They can't be losing series to the Pirates. It's just something that uh, cannot happen. So uh, they'll play uh, coming up tomorrow. We've got all the broadcasts for you, as always. Uh, Gio Gonzalez, Zach Davies, Yolis Chassin are the scheduled starters. They moved Chassin to the Sunday game, and they pushed Wade Miley back a game with the idea that uh, that sets up Yolis Chassin for a potential matchup uh, in Game 1 of the playoffs or even a wild card game or Game 163. Have a couple folks on hold. I'm sorry I couldn't get to you. The show is over. We'll talk to you tomorrow after the game with Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.